electrolytes are good. This is a pro electrolytes uh, household. <laughs> I used to have this way too expensive thing. Mm-hmm. Can't remember what it cost, but it was more expensive than it was worth. Thing from Bed Bath and Beyond, mm-hmm. where it was like a water thing in three parts, and there was a big water container, mm-hmm. and then there were two insertable items. One was basically a cylinder that you could freeze, so then the water would be very chilled. Uh And uh, there was another compartment specifically for you to cut up fruit Mm -hmm. or, uh, I guess, certain vegetables and put them in there and flavor the water. Um, So, you know, you do this with cucumbers. You do this with strawberries. You do this with, I mean, any item you basically could want to... Oranges, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was the goal. And again, I'm like... I could pull this off on my own. I I need not buy an exceptionally expensive... And it was like a bottle, right? Like something you could just... just No, it was like a pitcher. Oh, wow. It was like a pitcher with two insertable items Mm -hmm. um, that I, uh, again, could have accomplished on my own. I don't need Bed Bath & Beyond to tell me how to do it. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, aha... And then I usually just ended up drinking plain water. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't put in the extra effort to to uh, fruititize it up. Yeah, I'm I I'm doing I'm going to try that partially because it's supposedly I mean this fruit's healthy for you, you know, and lemons are, are are good for you and stuff, but it's mo- it's more to trick myself into thinking I'm drinking like something tasty. And I'm like, oh, well, there's there's lemons in it. Like maybe I'm having a nice lemonade. And That's like, a problem that a lot of people water. of our generation have. That they just they they think water is too plain. <laughs> they think that like water, the lifeblood of our body is like. Yeah. Well, this is not a delicious fruity beverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you know if you need to put some fucking slices of shit in there to drink water, then like, that's fine. Who who am I to judge? Yeah, absolutely. I've just become so accustomed to drinking water. I've just, like, carried a water bottle with me at all times for the last 15 years. So I'm yeah. just, that I, I am used to water. I find water to be very refreshing. That's that's But probably, not everyone is like that. That's probably healthy. <laughs> like, that's probably good that you don't, like, I, I don't even, it's not that I dislike water. I do think it's kind of plain. Um, but uh-huh. I'm like... I just never think to drink it. I, yeah. It never crosses my mind. The way I'm like, okay, I wake up and I have my coffee and I have my cereal. And mm-hmm. at night, like, I have a beer or something or, like, hot chocolate. It never crosses my mind to drink water. Like, I have to remind myself to drink Yeah, water. whereas, like, I've made it habitual. Yeah. And I've taken out any uh, steps necessary. I don't have to buy bottles of water. I have a bottle of water. Yeah. A refillable water. Right, yeah. I don't need fruit juice mio inserts or or crystal light or or any of that stuff i've just like i've i've gotten to the point through through habit to just enjoy water yeah that's (laughs) that's good and i'm used to i now in the same way that one that you and i were just talking about being dependent on coffee Mm -hmm. um or in a way that uh if i don't exercise for a few days i feel bad like Mm -hmm. my body is now accustomed to water and i feel bad when i don't have water um which is good for now you know when the water wars (laughs) begin and immortanjo is controlling our supply then we will um you know that might be a problem actually (laughs) 
Um, but ideally, I am dead long before then. <laughs> if Immortan Joe is on the horizon, I've been I'm, dead for a I'm, while. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm like that, the pregnant one. I'm just gonna throw myself underneath the wheels. Like if Immortan Joe is coming, I'm done. It's, it's over. Um, I will face the great beyond and yeah. and and see what awaits me there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the goal anyway. Uh, but this is this is another uh, unedited talking with Tina. Uh, where uh, if you haven't gotten enough of uh, me talking about The Witcher uh, for four straight weeks, uh, here's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one uh, doing what I tried not to do on the pod, which was do a lot of comparison between uh, TV show and books, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that was helpful for what we were doing. This is a specific uh, comparison between books and film, mm-hmm. uh, like our Virgin Suicides talk from... Mm-hmm. Whenever that was. We did it sometime in January. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this is that. But a reversal of fortune, I have read the book and yeah. you have not. Mm-hmm. Which is the opposite of what it usually is. I'm a reader. I don't often read the movies yeah. that I'm watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. For for sure. This I didn't like go buy the Game of Thrones books mm-hmm. or or anything like that. But I did buy the Witcher books, so that's where I've I've broken from that mold. Yeah, it's it's very interesting because that's why I was really looking forward to this because I was like it's so rare that like Kevin has read this this book that I haven't read um and that we've and that I've seen the show but haven't mm-hmm. read the book. So. Yeah, cuz I've never been one of those people that when a movie is announced based on a book, I'm like, I have to go by the book and yeah, read the book. Because yeah. I'm like, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, there are a lot of... So, like, the movie Annihilation, mm-hmm. I love. I think it's great, great film. Uh, and, like, a really effective, like, sci-fi film, a really effective horror film. And I've talked to a few people that read the books, and they're like, well, they changed these things, and they, like, changed the ending, and mm. I don't like it as much. I'm like, I didn't read the book. Yeah. So this ending works really well for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works well for the film that I've uh, gotten. I would like to read the book at some point. I bought the first one. It's like a trilogy. I bought the book Annihilation. Um, but I've never been one of those people. Yeah. Because, again, I know how difficult it is to please book fans. I've been yeah. talking to Harry Potter fans my entire life, <laughs> and you could never truly please them yeah they're all upset about something i and i like the books and even i think that the movies are fine i think the movies are a fine translation i don't think most of the movies are particularly good i'm also no longer 10 i used to think movies are really good when i was 10 Mm -hmm. being 10 no longer they've kind of lost their cool factor a little bit now that we're adults as i've learned about like movies I'm like, okay, these aren't particularly... A few of them are good. Prisoner of Azkaban is very good. It's really, really good. Really good as a movie. Yeah, for sure. Better than the book it is based on. And that is the one that, like, book fans hate the most because they, like, make changes. Or, like... they really don't like that one. They really don't like that one because people that read the books just, like, love the Marauders. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. They love, like... Harry's dad's friends who like we never spend any time we just like hear about them mm-hmm. and they're like I can't believe they cut all the Marauder stuff I'm like they got the points that it's like yeah, these I'm guys like... were friends and they hated Snape and they hit all the points yeah mm-hmm. like if they had translated that so much. yeah if yeah. they had translated those because like I think what they're most mad about is like the Shrieking Shack scene where it's like and now we're gonna say every now we're, we're gonna reveal everything yeah, yeah and if they had put that in the movie that scene would have been an hour long 
<laughs> like the end. Let's, it's a big You can't chunk. do that. Yeah, it's, it's a like, whole chapter of yeah. just like them explaining everything. Yeah. You can't put that in a movie. Mm. That's ridiculous. Uh, so whatever. Uh, but I, I've known people that are like, they ruined the Lord of the Rings books when they translated them. And I They're was like, There's, <laughs> these are better in every way. You're just, I cannot understand you that you think you've lost anything in the translation here. Uh, all the changes they made are good. They trim a lot of the fat. Um, I would still like to read the Lord of the Rings books sometime. Um, good luck. But I read The Hobbit and I really like, I really like The Hobbit. That's the one I but... like. I actually think Fellowship is okay. Yeah, fe- yeah. Because it's kind of hobbity. I re- yeah, because I've read part of The Fellowship. Um, it's just but... like a lot of like little events. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. The Hobbit is. Mm-hmm. Um, except for like, God, again, like I don't know where these lunatics are coming <laughs> from. Because like, I, the way I describe it is like, okay, you remember how long it takes The Fellowship of the Ring to like get going and get those hobbits out of the Shire? Yeah. Double that. Yeah. And you have the book. Like, mm-hmm. they spend a whole chapter with Tom Bombadil. They Farmer spend, Maggot. They spend a whole chapter in Farmer Maggot's farmhouse. Mm-hmm. The guy, the character that is reduced to a scythe viewed above yeah. the, the corn, the crop, you, we spend a whole chapter with that guy. Do not need. Yeah, because no, like, go and it. have dinner with him and stuff like got that. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we are talking about... Um, <laughs> The Witcher, specifically, this time. Yeah. Um, it, really just, like, the first book and the first season of the TV show. Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, you, you, the only Witcher media you've really seen is the TV show, and you've watched some of me playing the I, video game. I really like the video game. I haven't played it. I, I watched you, and I think it, this was the third video game? Uh-huh. The Wild Hunt? Is the that what Wild it Hunt, yeah, yes. Yeah, um... I, I'm not in love with the subtitle, The Wild Hunt, but... I mean, that's just, like, a thing. You know, it's these right. guys. Yeah. They're in Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've just been translated into the world of The Witcher. Yeah. Um, which is not the only time they've done that. Like, the Lady of the Lake from Arthurian legend is in The Witcher as well. Oh, that, that's interesting. That, um... And it's just, like, her. It's not, like, her-esque. It's her. Yeah, yeah. I that I'm gonna bring I'm, I'm gonna circle back to that because sure. that brings me up to one of the points that I want to talk about. But but to answer your question, I yeah I, I haven't read the books. Um, you you seem to like them. I I, I liked watching you play the video game, and um, I really like the show. Mm-hmm. I okay. So my pedigree mm-hmm. as a Witcher guy, and by no means an expert, um, I've played all three of the video games, uh, and I think the third one is good. <laughs> uh, the first two, you know, the first one is just like completely obtuse and in a way that eastern european rpgs are frequently obtuse mm-hmm. uh the second one is fine mm-hmm. it's like it's just politics you know like mm-hmm. how a lot of the cool parts of the witcher are him like finding monsters and solving little moral tales yeah what if that was just politics mm-hmm. um and then the third one is a, an excellent mixture of both of those things it's like this really expansive beautiful rpg that i played twice in quarantine um and they do things in that game that i like i've never seen another game really pull off to that level oh, yeah. and i thought it was very very impressive like the amount of interaction the character the the Geralt character the character has mm. with uh each 
quest. He has so much dialogue. There's particular ways that he plays off of different people. Sometimes the dialogue changes depending on like what you've done previously. Uh, they've they've made the quest like modular, so if you like fuck it up, it like resolves. You don't like start over. Like there's mm. there's all these interesting things they did in that third game. Uh, and I'm not one of the people that's like this is one of the five best games of all time, but like it's a very good fun game to play. Yeah. And I have seen the first season of the show twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have uh, read the first book of the seven, uh, which is, or I guess it's eight books. Um, I And it's a short story collection. It's the first Witcher stories that were ever published. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's a series of short episodic adventures so he published them as short stories they were published as short stories i think they were published partially in like polish literary magazines right and then they were uh they became very very popular and they started he collected them Mm -hmm. uh in the first collection called the last wish which is named after the last story in the collection Mm -hmm. um which is the story about the genie where he gets yennefer Mm -hmm. as you might imagine uh and then he produced uh another short story book then five like big like fantasy series books as we would know them you know the like story heavy lore ridge it's all one big tale across five books and then he later published another book of short stories set before the big fantasy books okay um and that's the next one i'm gonna read is like the technically the last one he published but it chronologically it would be second so i'm just Mm -hmm. gonna read that one second um and uh yeah so i've only read the last wish uh but it's very good it's very readable Mm -hmm. uh because a lot of fantasy is fucking dense um and you know when you begrudgingly start a new fantasy or sci-fi series you're like okay but i'm i'm not learning the new words for anything (laughs) you know like okay what what word do you use for magic in this world like what what is your word i know what you mean Mm -hmm. but what is your word yeah um you know what oh the elves are the end shade got it they're elves but fine. the end shade fine um, and, and there's that learning curve. Uh, I think the, the first Witcher collection is very good about getting you into the ideas of this franchise. These like moral tales, the lesser evil, these dark, like approaches to fairy tale, Eastern European, uh, kind of lore and without drowning you in names yeah like so many names in these fantasy books you're like okay and which one okay and this is the kingdom okay and that kingdom is over there Mm -hmm. um and now having like watched the show and played the games and Mm -hmm. read this first book i know the setup of the witcher world pretty well yeah um sorry i I feel like i've been talking oh no 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 that's 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 okay i i wanted to know oh i i really wanted to know like what you thought about the books and stuff but that that brings me to one point that i want to bring up is as someone who has not played the games i watched you play the games but you know i'm not playing them so i'm not i'm Mm. not picking up the information that you're picking up while you're playing it so i haven't played the games i haven't read the books but I have seen the season, uh, the first season, two times, and just as 
as a viewer, it fe and I do really like The Witcher, and maybe this is why I really like it, but it does feel like the world is a little, like, murky. Like, I'm always like, who's, like, what is this city? Like, who, who's the, like, I, I just, I can tell, I'm like, okay, I know that's a bad guy, but I don't know what he's called. I don't know what the army is called. I don't know, uh -huh. like, like, I, I still get, like, Nilfgaard and Sintra mixed up a lot. Um, right. And like I only this the second time watching season one did was I like really getting people's names outside of our three leads yeah. was I like re I was like oh okay that's that's this guy's name um but which is not like it's still really good it's still really watchable but I think that's a note that I'm like okay I'm a little unsure of like this one I'm not I don't I'm not very familiar with it even though I've seen it twice now I mean and that's because they're all like new different names like uh, yeah. we were watching The Departed last night right mm -hmm. and you were like what's the psychiatrist name and I'm like I don't know in my <laughs> head I just call her Vera Farmiga because that's the actor's yeah. name like mm -hmm. I don't know it's it's difficult for me to pick up on names. If they didn't show you that shot with the her business card, we they I don't, don't say her name. No. I don't yeah, think exactly. they say it. Um, and like uh, Sergeant Sullivan, uh. Billy Costigan, Frank Costello, uh, you know, like there's those three stick out. French, yeah. Mister French, um, yeah. But they don't all stick out in the same way. And I have that trouble watching anything. Mm -hmm. And then multiply that times 10 if it's a sci-fi or fantasy thing. Then I'm like, yeah. okay, what new planet is the... So what my... I usually end up in one of two places. I mm. either like know a fantasy or sci-fi world like really well, or I don't fucking remember anything yeah. uh, from it. Like I know the Mass Effect series of video games mm. very well. I understand like their lore mm -hmm. and uh, not like the deep lore, but I'm like, I know the planets, I know the people, I can name them off the top of my head. Um, whereas ask me to name a Star Wars planet and I have no fucking, I'm like Tatooine. I know Tatooine, uh, Coruscant, the whole, the whole planet's a city. Uh -huh. uh, Naboo. Jakku, what's that? That's where Ray's from. Yes, that's yeah, Ray yeah, yeah. planet. But like, where is the Sith base in the third? I have no idea. What planet are they on at the end of? I love the Last Jedi. I don't know a name of any of the planets that they're on in that movie. Yeah, Canto Bite is the casino, but is that the whole planet? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know any of the Star Wars planets. I'm like the this one. You know which one I'm talking about? The one with the little foxes. You know that one. Yeah, but I don't know the name of the planets. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, that's that's my approach usually to uh this. Uh, but I think The Witcher is successful partially because it doesn't overload you with yeah, that. Yeah, and that's very refreshing because I and I. I really enjoy fantasy books. I used to read a lot of them when I was in high school and um, and even when I was in college, I still read like a lot of fantasy books. Um, and I it, it's tr it, and then like Game of Thrones was was really, really big and Lord of the Rings and the, the Hobbit was big for years and years and years, but it's like they it, it's it's very refreshing in The Witcher that you're just kind of like, I don't know. They're in some kind of medieval time, and there's magic. Like they don't, and yeah. they're in a medieval town. It doesn't overload you, and it's because you're right there. They're always so like dense, and like, and I think I feel like the Lord of the Rings kind of kicked that off. Not not just the movies, but like the books um, suddenly made like being in a completely different world, like a fantasy world, kind of really really popular. Mm -hmm. There were and now they all like to be fantasy so dense. before that, but most yeah. of the fantasy was like. 
well, kids, if you go into the woods that are right over there, there's like a witch that lives in there. Yeah. It wasn't like whole, you know, it's like generic kingdom, the king, the princess. It wasn't, uh, it was very like popularized by. Or the fantasy just took place in our world. Like the Arthur Arthur tales just take place in England, even though. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And uh, Lord of the Rings has a lot of names, but at least in the movies, I feel like it is pretty simple. It's like Mm -hmm. Shire. Hobbits live here. Then they go to, like, an elf city, but it's not Rivendell, but it's not, like, super important that you know the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go to, like, the Mines of Moria and then another elf place. Yeah. And I've never learned the elf place, the forest places. Oh, name. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Lothlorien? Does that sound right? That does sound um, right, yeah. But then it's like, okay, Rohan, horse guys, Gondor, king guys on the big wedding cake. Mordor, bad guys live there. Yeah. And that's, like, pretty simple. Mm -hmm. And there's really, in each of those places, only, like, two guys you need to know. It's, like, Mm -hmm. Rohan, Theoden, (laughs) Aon. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't need to know Gamling's name. Like, you don't need to know that. I know his name, because I've seen those movies 47,000 times. But, like, I don't need to know Gamling's name. Mm -hmm. Um, Avatar was another one, just... I just remembered that it was another one that was like, what if you created a whole new world and like every, and, mm-hmm. and it, Avatar is really, really good at that. Like they did it, but they, you know, they had three seasons and like, but also from what to, I've like, seen of Avatar, it's season. not like, it's like, it's very simple too. Yeah. Fire kingdom. They dress like this yeah. and they throw <laughs> fire water tribe. There are Eskimos. <laughs> I don't know if that, I'm supposed to use that word anymore. They're 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 Inuit, they're Inuit they're very, yeah. and some of them throw water. Like the air nomads, don't worry about them. They're gone. <laughs> so you don't even really need to know yeah. those guys. Yeah. Uh, Earth Kingdom. You know what? I got it. Yeah. And and each of the names are like element place. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. not like super difficult. I've only seen right. like twelve episodes, mm-hmm. but like yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I got it. <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's, that's fantasy world building for you. And I think part of the reason that The Witcher became like as big as it did, because these were like the biggest thing in the world in Poland. This is like the pride <laughs> of Poland. When Did they gave it, they, they gave it to, it to Obama. Obama. When Obama <laughs> visited Poland or Poland visited Obama, they gave him a copy of The Witcher 2, the video game for PC. And he was like, I don't really know what this is, but thank you. Um, probably not going to have time to they, play yeah, this. The, I, that's, that's so... Obama's going to boot up his gaming rig. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna go on Twitch it's and he's so, going to stream some Witcher 2. Yeah, it's so, like... I still think that's, like, really cool of them that they're and very, like, kind of them. But at the same time, I'm like, do they... <laughs> Do they think Obama has time to, like... Hopefully he gave it to, like, some White House intern or something. Yeah. You know, it was yeah, like, yeah. here you go, kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I love uh, the story of Geralt and, uh... <laughs> Jennifer, <laughs> I think it's uh, very compelling. Uh, but um, yeah, so the 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 first book, at least, is very good at not drowning you in this, because mm-hmm. uh, the first story in the collection is uh, the story with the Striga, the princess who was cursed before she was born and came out as a big monster. Yes, and now yeah, yeah. she like everyone ran out of that castle they built a new castle over there because this one was unusable there's a monster that lives here now 
and we're not going to kill the monster because it's princess, so we got to move. <laughs> yeah, I, when, when we were watching that, uh, for the second time, the second time we watched this season, I, when we were watching that episode, I was like, I didn't notice this the first time, but like, yeah, they have two castles. I was like, why do they have two? And I, I guess that's why, because they had to move. I don't think the show mentions it, but the book is yeah. like, they built a new one because the old one they can't is, go to yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were in evicted. in standard uh, Witcher fashion. Uh, the, our story begins with a bar fight uh, um, that turns deadly because they're like, "You're a mutant. You're a freak." And he's like, "Don't fucking touch me!" And yeah. then and he touches him and he has to kill him. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. the video game starts that way. The show basically starts that way, even though the show uses a different story for its first episode. Yeah, they're like. The Witcher starts with a bar fight. It's yeah. like when you're playing D&D, it's like, okay, your story starts in a tavern. You're in a tavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the standard starting location. Anything yeah. else is a deviation. Yeah. Tavern is the default place where right. you start. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so the first story is the story of the, the princess and the striga, and it's pretty bare bones compared to the other ones. Yeah. It's like Geralt goes to the place. He meets the king. Uh, the king gives him some bad vibes. So he's like, hey, king. There's more going on here than you... I've, I've been through this rodeo before. That is one of the best parts of The Witcher Yeah. in every medium I've seen it in, is that when we start, when He's we walk already in, the Witcher. he is already The Witcher. Mm-hmm. He has been doing this. Yeah. We are not watching him become a monster hunter. I don't want that. If you want, yeah. me to sh- if you want to show me a flashback, that's fine. Start at the monster hunting because that is the most interesting part. Yeah. Um, that's also like, that's why I, I have a big problem when they do that with, with any story. Um, I, there's so few times that I want to see the origin and like, there's so few, cause I'm like, well, that's why I watched the movie is so I could watch the guardians of the galaxy be the guardians of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to wait for an hour for it to happen? Now like, I will say. Our gang is together within 30 minutes that's of Guardians fair. of yeah, the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah that's, um, yeah. But I agree. I'm like, we could have just started with them being the Guardians. Yeah, because, like, I like I haven't read the comics or anything, but, so, and, like, it's fine that's, that that's what they decide to do, because we at least have the second movie, where they're separated for most of the time. Yeah. But, um... But a lot of times I'm like, I, I, I don't know, like, I'll just buy that. Like, I'll buy them, like, yeah, they're, I don't know, they're a group that does this together. But, um... But, but yeah, I'm really, really glad that they did that with The Witcher because I'm like, that's why anyone is watching the show is because this is just a good idea for a story. Like, we'll, like, just start when he's, when he's already The Witcher. And we do get a flashback, kind of, in the very last episode where we kind of see, um, like, how he got to be that way. But, um, but yeah, like, that's why you're watching it. So, like, what, like, imagine if you were, like, gonna do a Sherlock Holmes movie and it's, like, mostly about how he's starting to be Sherlock Holmes. I feel like, like they're always threatening us with that. It's like, it's like here's another story about wants. him learning to be Robin Hood or learning to yeah. be King Arthur. And I'm like, for the love of God, <sighs> d- don't. Because that means we have to wait for the second one. Yeah. For them to actually do the things that we want to see them do. Mm-hmm. Not every character needs a huge buildup to them being who they are. Yeah. And that is usually that. not fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, can't Dr. Strange just be a wizard? Do I need to see him learn how to be a wizard? Can he just be a wizard? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and That's why he's he's better in all of the, like, following movies, where he's just Doctor Strange and yeah. not some He's not Stephen Strange. He's yeah. Doctor Strange. And, and that is uh, the most um, effective uh, version of most of these stories. Mm-hmm. And I feel like superhero movies, as many of them as I enjoy, are partially responsible for this. Yeah. That we are, that they have set origin story as the first movie you do. Whereas I feel like before the boom of superhero movies in the mid 2000s, it was a lot more common for a movie to just be a movie and you meet yeah. a character. We yeah. don't see Columbo go through the fucking police academy. <gasps> we don't see, like, we wait till the second one to show us how Vito became the godfather. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Like, mm. we're not <laughs> waiting the whole time to actually get to the thing that we want to see. And I will say, to the credit of Batman Begins, which we watched two days ago, he's Batman pretty quick. Yeah, I I was going to say that too. It's the first Batman, but like... He's Batman pretty quick. Yeah, I was going to say that too. And I, that is, to me personally, is the only one that I, of these origin stories that I like. I like some of the Spider-Man movies, but like, even I'm getting Toby tired. Maguire, Spider-Man, he's Spider-Man pretty quick. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When they do an origin story, they, they keep the origin to the first act, pretty much. Like, yeah, it's, like it's a movie very, should do. Yeah, it's very, it's very quick. Um, and the, the, really the only time that I, I enjoy it is Batman Begins. And it's one, just because I really, really like Batman. And two, because he's Batman pretty quickly. Like, we, we watched it a couple days ago, and I was like, I hadn't seen it in a couple years, and I was like, oh yeah, he's like Batman already. Like, he's Batman, like, less than an hour into the movie. Um, and then, and it's kind of a long movie, and so then you just get a lot of him being Batman. Um, and, and we brought this up, watching Batman Begins also but like it they only did that because four other batman movies already existed that didn't do the origin story like we had four right. movies the burton him one just he's batman, batman. yeah mm-hmm. the in burton 1989 he's already batman yeah. and like the opening of the movie the two guys are like do you hear about batman yeah this guy's fucking nuts <laughs> um and we don't we don't waste our time but all yeah. that to say is that like the witcher doesn't waste our time in that regard we yeah. learn later where he came from yeah. But it's much more interesting if you show me him being interesting first. Yeah. And then I am like, yeah, I would like to know more about this yeah, guy. Yeah, exa- exactly. Show us show us him being, you know, interesting and, like, doing cool things. And then then the interest is there. Then we, because then we already we are, are interested in the character. Yeah, exactly. Then we are thinking, like, well, how did he get to do this? Or how, how did he get how to do here? How did Wolverine and get then, them stabby claws? Yeah. I'm interested in that. Yeah, and then when you, like, have the pay off of showing us the the origin um and like how they how the character got to be that way then we actually care instead of instead of what you always do which is if you do the origin first all we're doing is not paying attention and just wanting to get to the cool parts like okay go be the witcher now go be like be wolverine instead but if you if you do it the other way like then we're interested and we do want to see yeah it. whereas if like they had started with x-men origins wolverine like i don't think it would have become mm-hmm. a 20-year franchise right yeah <laughs> um and we you and i have been talking about this a lot because we've been watching a lot of movies from like the 60s and the 70s and like Bonnie and Clyde meet in the second shot of, the of movie. that movie. Yeah. Uh, after like a brief like photo montage yeah. in the opening credits. They're like, 
here's Bonnie Tyler, here's Clyde Barrow, and um, and then they meet in the second shot of the movie. Cool Hand Luke is in prison in the third scene, including yeah. a montage of road labor. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that we watched recently, I can't think of it. Um, Dog Day Afternoon, we don't see him getting the idea for a heist. They yeah, heist at the then, beginning, yeah. and then they fill in the details of what's going on. Right. Yeah, B- yeah. Movies and shows waste too much of my fucking time. <laughs> it took 13 episodes for him to put on the Daredevil suit. He should have put on the Daredevil suit at the beginning of the first episode. And then yeah. you can literally change nothing else if you want to. <laughs> Just like the first episode should give me the premise of the show. All good shows do this. Yeah, and... um. I, we just watched um, Wonder Woman 1984, not to, I think we watched that in December, and like... We watched it like the day after and, Christmas, like the day after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because that isn't an origin story, and she's barely Wonder Woman in that. It's mostly like, I'm, I'm, I'm just the trying to like... The movie has a lot of issues yeah i'm trying to tie in, into your thing it's like yeah movies waste too much of my goddamn time like i we watched this to watch wonder Woman. we're watching this to watch the witcher like let us see them being the thing do all these need no. to be two and a half hours long can't yeah. we like cut 30 minutes of me waiting for things to happen right. can't we just like go mm-hmm. but like wonder woman 1984 to use that specific problem has that problem of like okay if you jump 70 years can't you already have Gal Gadot and and Kristen Wiig they're already friends so that when their friendship splits apart and one turns evil it like actually means something to the characters because it didn't meet two days ago yeah yeah, can't we have used the passage of time to speed that process along and they're like already work friends yeah Mm -hmm. must we right must we like again because you skip 70 years yeah a little efficiency of storytelling would tell me that like have them already be friends yeah uh and that that's all i need right Uh, waste too much of my time yeah yeah absolutely waste too much time uh but the the witcher um (laughs) and uh uh anyway the show i think does a really good job of translating because it's basically translating the first two short story collections because it pulls mostly from the first one and then some from the second and like kind of remixes that around Mm -hmm. um because if you had just translated the first short story collection you wouldn't have gotten to yennefer until the last episode yeah and i think that would have been a mistake Mm -hmm. um and they take yennefer's origin which is not made clear to us for like a long time right and they like made that the co-story like the non-linear storytelling in the first season is a really good way Mm -hmm. to solve certain problems that are present in translating this text yeah so in the book does the the book one that you just read the short story collection does it does it kind of jump around time wise or is it like more or less just kind of like a linear it's applied it's sort of implied it's not super specific Uh in that regard Uh it is sort of implied that the the short stories in it take place essentially in linear time right yeah, uh yeah. because like we get the first yaskier story in this collection where where he and Geralt get uh kidnapped by some elves uh-huh. um it's actually like the worst story in the collection i did not like that one very uh-huh. much and it went on for way too long mm-hmm. there's a lot of like you know when an author tries to write out an accent in the text yeah and all it does is make the text unreadable yeah all it does is make you have to reread every sentence to try and like get a 
kind of idea yeah. of what the character because is saying. Because they're, they're abbreviate. Um, There's apostrophes everywhere. Yeah, Terry Pratchett does kind of have that problem in if the Tiffany Aching books because the Knack-Mack Fiegels speak like Scottish people. So like he, they're written out to have like very, very, very heavy Scottish accents. Mm -hmm. And that I know exactly like there's an apostrophe on like every single word. But like we hear the way we hear words is not the same as how I mean, this sounds sound stupid, but like we hear things differently than we read to them. Yes. Like it's two different part of the, parts of the brain. And so like, and I'm like, if you want the character to have a Scottish yeah. accent, just have him say I at the beginning of a few sentences and like, I got it. Like, yeah, it's very difficult to read. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and that just goes on for like pages and pages and pages in that story. And, and they to, like, fully removed yeah. that from the episode That's of the show. Because <laughs> uh, they wisely took like, okay, we're going to set up the elves. We're going to set up Geralt and Yaskier. And we're, and that's it. And mm -hmm. we're going to cut out all the extraneous stuff mm -hmm. where we meet the god of the harvest and we like we're gonna cut out all this stuff mm -hmm. and because we're gonna devote most of this episode to yennefer's uh quote-unquote origin story yeah and mm -hmm. uh and that was a smart way of translating these things to not only giving the show a different set of perspectives a lot more female perspectives than we would get in stories like this normally mm -hmm. and the show is run by a woman it's um a lot of the directors are women like there's a definite when you watch this show, you're like, there is a different angle on this than I get from male written and created fantasy stories. And yeah. a lot of them I like, yeah. but there's, yeah, there's sure. a lot like, there's a lot more empathy for women here. There's a lot more presence of women here. Mm -hmm. uh, the ang the, the way that Geralt is presented does not feel like a uh, standard male fantasy. Yeah. I mean, cause it, yeah is mm -hmm. but they i think they've kind of marvelized it where it's like yeah, yeah yeah like um star lord can be a male fantasy character but we are going to have a certain number of scenes with his shirt off to yeah to, <laughs> to, because we realize that like women want to watch these movies too yeah so it's like let's let's reel them in let's, right. let's keep them going <laughs> um and so uh, there's that. And you you get into an issue here where, uh, you know, the the slaying of Sintra, which is the good guy kingdom, Queen Calanthe, mm -hmm. that's where Ciri is from. Uh, and the fucking reveal that Geralt was underneath the, episode, the first yeah. episode, was like in the basement for the pilot the whole time, mm -hmm. is so cool. Yeah. Uh, and you could only pull that off if you've done the legwork to set that up in the first episode. But also, that works not only for the Geralt reveal, but it works so that you can have, like, Ciri and Geralt be separated for a long time, but also have them meet up at the end of season one. Yeah. That was just, like, such a... I don't know how they began to structure this, but, like, whoever thought of that stroke is... a it truly like had a moment of genius it's really 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 well done i've i've never seen i i a lot of movies will do something similar well they'll do two separate timelines but here it's over the course of an entire show it's i guess it's, it's only eight episodes but like an entire first season and it's not just not just two but three separate timelines that we're following and it's done so like seamlessly like it om, om, almost almost to the point where it's a problem it's not but like <laughs> we we had this moment the first time we were watching season one where we were like wait 
are these not in the same times? Like, because we, it's implied mm-hmm. that, that it is. And it's, it's, it's a really, really ingenious way um, to do it. But it's just kind of, they just kind of cut back and forth mm-hmm. and you just kind of imply like, oh, it's the same time. And then at some point they say, they give you like little, little clues. So like, but if you blink, you'll miss them. You know, they like tiny little clues where you're like, oh. Well, Strangamore other... looks younger. Yeah, here. yeah. How come this guy looks so much younger? And how come those children at the party look exactly like the children in the mm. painting that we saw in the last scene? That this painting is like 50 years old or old something. Old ass painting. Yeah, but those kids are right there. So it's like, Okay, like they they never say it though. They never they never say it, and they never just come out like a main main character doesn't mm-hmm. ever come out and say, "Well, fifty years ago when we did this, like it's yeah. just it's very they're it's very very good storytelling in that aspect where you're like, oh, he just looks older." And they'll do it within an episode yeah. where mm-hmm. in the episode where Geralt and Yennefer finally meet. Um, the episode's called Bottled Appetites, but the story is called The Last Wish. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode where they finally meet and Geralt is looking for a uh, local witch to cure Yaskier and and the curse that has befallen him, they are doing the fucking magic trick, like, look over here, look over here, look over here. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm making a lot of noise with one hand by Mm -hmm. showing you this Yennefer story of her, like, curing in, uh, infertility and uh-huh. having your business shut down and and going to visit uh Visaya? is that the is it like hot the... older witch name um oh yeah it's I like this it's this... something like that it's not Visinia. that's a game of thrones character oh, is it yeah uh, i think it might be... i think it's like it is a it's a... A... i think it's Tissaia. anyway okay. the okay. the hot matron witch yeah um that like they're they're distracting you with that story. So when Geralt gets to the castle of the the witch and there's a crazy eyes wide shut orgy and it's yeah. Amber <laughs> in the back, you're like, oh, because you were paying you weren't yeah you, because mm-hmm. I think in your brain if you're someone that's watched stories before you're like okay, well he's gonna meet. This is going to be Yennefer. Why yeah. would they be hiding this information from me mm-hmm. if it wasn't going to be Yennefer? Yeah. But because they're showing you Yennefer doing other things at the same time in the episode, it's you just like it is, you're yeah. watching. I'm making a lot of noise with one hand, so you can't see me like shuffling cards with the other. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, just like classic prestige bullshit. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and that's just like a really great way of translating that because if you're going to have Yennefer as your co lead. And and have her be separate from our leads, then it just makes perfect sense to like you're distracting me. You're yeah. you're you're making me. Um, oh, the the Spider Verse. It's like uh, don't watch the face, watch the hands. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, and uh, uh, they did they did they've done a very good job of translating mm-hmm. a deceptively difficult piece of work to translate. Yeah, it's it's even you you wouldn't think this because with short stories you're like oh well that's perfect you just each story is an episode like mm-hmm. like they're perfect you don't have to do like like the game of thrones did you know we're we're adapting books and so it's like okay well what are we gonna like how is it each each you know like um you know how are they uh you know uh, going through like each season and through all the books and stuff like that and so it is deceptively hard because the witcher you know they're all short stories but it's like okay but then how do we do the overarching story for the entire season if it's all just short stories like like what do we do here and 
So it is deceptively hard to do, um, but it's they did a really, really good job. I was very impressed with it. I've never seen... I We see some two different timeline movies a lot, but first of all, you always know. Like, it's very clear. Like, it's very, very clear, always, that it's two separate timelines. Either they... Either it's obvious because it's a hundred years in the past, and uh-huh. we can tell we're like, oh, well, there's no cell phone, so I know this is a different right. time. Right, I'm like, and I, it, it I looks, know... Everything looks completely different. Like, I, I know it's a different time. I know that uh, Vito and Michael Corleone yeah. are in different timelines, not only because I'm familiar with these characters, but because I have eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, well, this is in the past, because, because this that's not is how not people the dress. 50s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so they either just are very obvious with it or they just straight out tell you, like, they'll have little, like, 1876 and then, like, 1976. Like, they'll just, they'll just straight out tell you, like, that these are taking place in different times. And The Witcher, it's, it's clever too because it's like, I guess fashions don't change in The Witcher or if they did, like, we, it's a different world. I'm not perceptive of it. Right, exactly. And so, like, we wouldn't know. And so it's very, very impressive because not only did they... They did it without... I mean, we, we did catch on eventually, but it was it was still, like, this, like, nice little moment where we were, like... It's, too, it's like when you, like, get the reveal of, like, a big mystery or something in a movie. It's, like, kind of, like, this nice little moment that you... Or, like, when... You know, it's just, like, this nice little moment. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, and they did three separate timelines, which is still crazy. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Just absolute bastards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's it's non-linearity with a purpose. It's non-linearity yeah. oh, at the sure. service uh-huh. of trying to unfold all these different elements of a story. Because the alternative is, okay, the first episode... Okay, so let's say they had done it in linear time, right? And so that means either your pilot episode is the sacking of Sintra and Geralt in the basement... Uh, but mm-hmm. you don't have all that nice setup with the porcupine man or or any of these other elements. The um, but the alternative to that is that like okay, so your finale is the sacking of Sintra, and then you have to have Geralt and Ciri be separated for a long time yeah. for like a whole like what second season, and then yeah. but but doing it in nonlinear time let us do both in the first season and now at the end of the first season everyone's caught up mm-hmm. everyone is together everyone's caught up we're all at the same time and now we can progress because we've mm-hmm. got all this out of the way but it does it didn't feel like eight episodes of setup mm-hmm. it felt like eight good episodes and that delivered within themselves and now we're ready for what's next it didn't right. feel like one of those fucking netflix shows where i have to wait 13 episodes where I'm like, oh, okay, it feels like the show's starting now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It feels like the show's about to be getting Yeah, and your entire first season shouldn't be, like, a, a, I don't know, a prologue. (laughs) Like, um, but, but yeah, I I absolutely know what you mean. And I I have that problem with a lot of, not just Netflix shows, but, like, a lot of shows in general, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I don't want to sit through all this setup. Um, That's why Well, it gets really good in season three. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. Um, But... But yeah, I want I want to ask you though because mm-hmm. maybe it's a little clearer in the books, um, and maybe this is because I'm not familiar in any way with Polish or Eastern European sure. lore. But like, I always feel like when when I read a fantasy novel or I see a fantasy movie, I'm like, oh okay, well this is you know it's it's pulling from you know European 
monster myths and monsters so like the the griffin the you know mm-hmm. trolls you know, giants centaurs are all in yeah, harry potter steeped in like and germanic the, uh anglo yeah, uh, fantasy yeah, with exactly. its own like polish twists and interpretations there right i i'm just my my question is this like i don't recognize any of the creatures in the the witcher like right. I'm, the I'm, Striga, not the sure, Kiki Moore, yeah, the... I'm not even sure what they're they might i'm like i don't even know what this is based off of like and i'm like mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe it's just a really creative show or movie uh-huh. well, and they you, completely you recognize own, but... the like the satyr right because there's like a What's... oh the goat man yeah, yeah. in the second episode and there's a genie so and there's a genie one. A gin, so like, gin, yeah. uh, I don't, I think they're the same. I don't yeah. know. Oh, um, the, yeah, people get technical like... about that. Did you read that Children of the Lamp series when you were younger about like those kid gin? No, I know what oh, you're okay. talking about. I read but, the um, first one. Is it good? Uh, I remember liking it. I were never they, read anymore. Were they like American kids? I or... think so. That's weird. It was one of those like, hey, American kids. It's it was it was <laughs> that period of time where it's yeah. like you know Percy Jackson and all these other oh, yeah. things. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, we're gonna put you in this particular kind of myth, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and that was the gin one. I read the first one. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Uh, never read in, in any of the others, but mm-hmm. they made more. Uh, the Bartimius trilogy. Mm-hmm. Bartim Bartimi Bar. I'm not this is, one of the books was called Ptolemy's Gate. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, I think it was but, the Bartimius trilogy. I'm wasting my time <laughs> trying to figure out these no, books no, that I haven't read in 20 it's years. It's okay. And and it doesn't it doesn't bother me obviously, but um mm. I it's just it's just a, a detail that I'm right. like I don't I don't know are these Polish to... creatures or are they do they make all of them up? I I think some of them are new to this series and I think uh-huh. some of them are Creatures that have not extended outside of the the uh, Polish tradition in the That's, same way, because mm-hmm. this is a this is a dark fantasy series, but not in a way that feels like edgy. It's just yeah, like dark, yeah. like a lot of the physically, stories it's here just are. Yeah, it's physically hard to see. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's a lot here that um, is like a lot of the creatures are based in marital infidelity. Yeah. And spousal abuse uh-huh. and children that are uncared for. Because uh-huh. uh, this is a world where if an emotion is potent enough, it it's it can conjure magic. The chaos of yeah. that can conjure magic if the right words or feelings are spoken. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, in The Witcher 3, the video game, uh, the most famous series of quests in that game uh, is the Bloody Baron, uh, mm-hmm. this like uh, local... Uh, land baron somewhat like regional regent um he beat his wife drove his wife and child out Mm -hmm. uh and and he beat his wife such that she lost the child Mm -hmm. and that child died and turned into a monster like Mm -hmm. the fetus of this unborn abusive relationship Mm -hmm. turned into a little monster Mm -hmm. and that is the kind of world that it's in is that like mm-hmm. that type of evil can spring mm-hmm. something new yeah. from it and uh-huh. uh, and that's the kind of world but also there's a lot of stories in the witcher canon that feel like specific riffs on anglo and german uh, fairy tale stories that yeah. are now being reinterpreted uh because our first story the striga story is like oh the princess locked away in a tower 
but yep. the princess mm-hmm. is a big monster yeah. and that mm-hmm. it eats you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feels like a particular riff uh, across the various mediums uh, I've experienced. Like, uh, oh, uh, in the first episode of the show, and it's um, the the story is called like the price of something. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's the Renfrey story, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The the princess born under a cursed sun it's like an eclipse the black sun yeah it's born uh, children born under an eclipse and uh, the local wizards like she's bad seed anyone born under the sun they're bad seed they're only going to do bad stuff Mm -hmm. uh and the renfrey stepmother like banishes her from the kingdom Mm -hmm. and she becomes like a road uh robber right and and, yeah road road warriors so bitching (laughs) uh no she becomes like a like a highway robber yeah. You know, like a, one of those, yeah. I, the bandit, I guess. The word escapes me. The highwayman. The highwayman. Although I think the highwayman is like a guardian of the highway, oh. if I'm not correct. Oh, okay. Um, along the coach roads I did ride, sword and pistol by my side. Many, and it, it's a good song. Yeah. Um, but she is robbing that, and she has a cadre of seven dwarves that assist her in her highway robbery. Mm-hmm. So she is like this specifically a dark snow white yeah mm-hmm. um uh, and that um that is a specific reference that they do and and there's a there's a beauty in the beast story kind mm-hmm. of in the first um short story collection that i read it's like the second story mm-hmm. and the beast lives on this manor uh but he's very rich and so like men will send their daughters to him and it turns out that like kind of for the novelty like women are kind of into it you know like, they're, they're kind of into yeah. like the beast man okay yeah. uh there's kind of like you know monster love like, it's you like know what a I mean? opposite beauty and the beast they're, exactly they're, they're like they're, they're kind of into it yeah uh and he ends up with like a vampire lady or something <laughs> uh, it's like a whole thing yeah uh but that is like another like this is a specific riff on this old story but in a it's it's dark without feeling like grim or like edgy in a way that it's like batman says fuck now you know (laughs) like it doesn't feel like that it feels like a let's re-examine this in a different context Mm -hmm. and in a different tone um with dark, dark doesn't just mean obscene and it also doesn't just mean depressing like they're like a lot of times they're like oh this is a this is a really dark show and i'm like okay so they just say fuck a lot like they might like they might swear they might like right. throw in some like right the the people that think Zack Snyder superhero movies <laughs> are mature when actually they are a child's idea of mature mm-hmm. because they say fuck and they hit guys yeah, um, and then the, but they're and, still Batman. Uh, he still has little pointy ears. Yeah, and I and I, <laughs> I am a huge fan of Batman. I really like Batman, and sometimes they'll be like, "Yeah, this is kind of like a darker one, but darker than other Batman stories." Like I, he's still I, fighting I, he's a scary not, clown. He's, yeah, like, it's not. It's not dark. Um, it's not what I would consider dark. Um, but. I'm just like, oh, okay, The Dark Knight is probably darker than, like, I don't know, Batman Forever. It's probably a little bit darker. Sure. Than... Batman Returns was criticized for being a little bit darker than Batman, but I'm like, okay, that's not dark. I mean, they have a... I mean, it's, it's darker, it's not dark, because I'm like, they have a fucking penguin man. There's a lady running around in a cat suit. He's a this penguin isn't dark. man. They have themed animal names. 
He's a scary clown. Like, I, I need you all to, like, lighten up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I need to get some perspective on what you're doing here. Get some perspective. His name is Mr. Freeze. <laughs> and his his real given name is just a different spelling of the word freeze. Mr. Like, I, freeze. I need you to, like, get some perspective. Yeah, and so I feel like in common parlance, if, if we're talking about, like, a movie or a television show specifically, if people say dark... It's not actually dark. They, they. I'm like, okay. It's either very, very just means obscene like violent. and yeah. violent, or it's just super depressing, which is also not dark. Like The Virgin Suicides is a depressing book and a depressing movie, but I wouldn't call it dark. The, but The Witcher, it's like this is something I would call dark because it, like, just like like you just explained. A lot of the monsters come from like, oh, this horrible, horrible thing happened to this person, and it. Uh, uh, it, the, as a con, it, it, as a consequence, like, now there's, like, the super evil dark monster that, like, now yes. he has to fight. And I'm like, okay, this is, like, dark. It's not super, super depressing. They, I mean, they do swear in The Witcher, but, like, and that's not why, but that's not why it's dark. It's dark because, like, some of the themes and some of, like, the monsters and how some stuff is, like, resolved is just a little it's just like a little dark. It's not like tied up all happy. You it's know? dark because and there's no like there's you no are grappling with either. actual moral issues. Yeah. It's yeah. not dark because it's violent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's dark because you have to like look at this princess named Renfri mm-hmm. who had her whole life taken from her for something that might be a lie, Mm -hmm. but is it then morally right for her to kill a bunch of people to get back at the guy that took her life from her? Like, are Mm -hmm. we supposed to allow that to live? And that story, as it does on the show, resolves with, like, Geralt deciding, like, no, I need to stand up, like, for the town wizard. Mm -hmm. Like, this murder is not right. This killing, Mm -hmm. like, is not the answer to this. And he ends up killing Renfrey. And in the show, she's like, Siri is your destiny. And in the book, that doesn't happen because, like, I don't think the author had thought of Siri at the time where he's writing that story. Mm -hmm. And that happens, that unfolds, and, and the Geralt defended this town essentially and the people in it and their beloved town wizard mm-hmm. and the thanks he gets is that they throw stones at him and tell and force him out. Yeah. And that's like the thanks he gets. That's why yeah. it's dark is because mm-hmm. like you're dealing with the actual moral grays of this life and the moral uh, and the, the punishments that happen with actually trying to do something good mm-hmm. is that like usually you end up dead or people hate you yeah. when you're actually trying to do good. Like if you're the fucking Black Panther Party and you're starting medical facilities in uh, neighborhoods that don't have them and you're feeding hungry children mm-hmm. three times a day, the thanks you get is that the police come and kill you <laughs> in your sleep yeah. like that's the thanks you get is yeah. that the fbi tries to drive you insane and then kills you mm-hmm. um and and that is the the thanks that you get for trying to do something good is that like the mm-hmm. wizard you defended is like actually turn on him <laughs> and they throw fucking rocks yeah. at him mm-hmm. uh, that's why it's dark quote unquote yeah but it's not dark because we hit guys the dark universe. 
universe. I miss the dark universe. <laughs> I miss those guys. <laughs> I miss that logo. That's before one movie and one movie only. I was Tom like, Cruise the oh, Mummy. Oh, we're not doing this anymore. Though? Our I thought they were gonna do all of the like Dracula Universal. Untold. Uh, Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. Uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe as the Nick Fury, but also as. <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Why is that in The Mummy? <laughs> That's uh, universal storytelling universe, yeah. going bad. Is that like we stop the movie dead to set up a bunch of other movies. Uh-huh. Whereas it's much more interesting if you wait for us to become invested in this universe and then we'll want to see more. Yeah. The... Don't tell me what I like. Respond to, to what, what I, I like. like. Yeah. The, the old studios... They knew that, right? Because, like, yeah. if they wanted to make someone a star, if they had an actor and they're like, we know this person is the next big thing, the answer was not, suddenly they're going to come out of nowhere and we're going to have them be the star of six movies. Mm-hmm. The answer was, we're going to put you in supporting roles mm-hmm. for a bunch of years that get gradually larger. And mm-hmm. then, once the once we've made the audience think it was their idea that they liked you, yeah. now you're the star of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first step to creating a like a in movie cinematic universe is to make a good movie, which they did not. Um, right, like that's the best thing Iron Man did was like be a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> on its own. If they had not made any more, Iron Man's a pretty good little movie, um, and that is why that didn't work. Yeah, uh, because they forgot to make a good movie the first time. <laughs> Man of Steel. They forgot to make a good movie the first time. Um, they forgot to make it. They forgot that crucial step that they should have made a good movie. And it's like, oh, why didn't we think to make it good? Oh, fuck. I can't believe we forgot that. I can't believe we forgot to make the movie good. Shit, I knew I was forgetting something. Um, that it's like, they, you know, we got invested in Harry Potter. And then they're like, you want some more Harry Potter? Fantastic Beasts? And we're like, no, actually, but I do appreciate you asking. Yeah. Actually, I don't want this. <laughs> I thought maybe I did, and it turns out I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect way to sum up those movies, because I was like, oh, I like Harry Potter, like, and I like the books, and, like, the movies are okay. It's a pretty like, good this, pitch, this you know? Pitch. Like, and then I saw Show it, me some like, Fantastic Beasts. Never mind. Never, no, thank you. I still haven't seen either one. Oh, you don't need to. They're not I terrible. It, They're just not I heard good. it wasn't very good, and I was like, oh, so I'll maybe, like, wait. I'm like, oh, they're going to do five of these before they've even made one? Yeah. Like, maybe we should have made one good one first, guys. Maybe we should have made the first one good. I don't know. I just, that's just what I'm thinking. You know, uh, it's not my personal taste, but that first Mission Impossible is pretty good. Right? Yeah. Brian De Palma he did uh-huh. a good job. Right. Uh, you know, split diopter shots, the hanging from the ceiling thing. It's very good. Yeah. Um, so that way later we can do Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Don't, st- you can't start with the Ethan Hunt cinematic universe or whatever. You have to make the first Mission Impossible good. Hunt. Hunt. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. King. King Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Um, but just... Sorry. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Um, just to tie it back to The Witcher, um, that is... That's... And, and again, it's not... It's not, like, a problem, but I do think that's part of why I think the world building is not as strong as some other material, mm-hmm. because, like, when... It's be, because, like, the... 
specifically i don't know like where what these monsters are or like what kind of mm-hmm. stories they're from other than the gin i'm like what kind of story is this like what world is this and and i still really like the witcher and it's still really really good and i recommend it to anyone but and i've, I've seen the entire first season twice now but sometimes you know like we're like oh okay it's a genie all right it's that type of story or like it's a big troll or it's a giant or it's a centaur mm-hmm. or it's like these other or you know these other like so i'm like oh, okay it's this type of story it's this type of world okay but like i don't like these these monsters and stuff they are like really scary and like really really interesting and i really like that this idea of like well you know it was just so you know this thing he or she did was just so so horrible and it like resulted in this like monster and i'm like that's a really really interesting idea and they they do a lot with it and it's very very interesting and i like that we see all these different types of monsters but i'm always like but what I'm is I'm always it? like, what is this supposed to be? And I know I know that I'm like, well, obviously they're doing their, their own thing, but I'm uh-huh. like, what is this based off of? Like, sure. what is the idea for this monster? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't really elaborate all, yeah. on that, at mm-hmm. least in the Striga. It's just like a thing. It's yeah. just like a, it's, it's a monstery guy. It right. kind of looks like whatever you want it to look like. Right. And um, and that's okay. It's just a note. Yeah. But, the, the show I mean, and the game have interpreted... Uh-huh what a striga looks like very differently uh-huh. but they both kind of work for like what they're doing right um mm-hmm. and it's also like to my knowledge the only time that monster like appears like that kind of monster oh yeah we i wanted to mention so you kind of just have to roll with it yeah I, I, what's a kiki more i don't know big bug big yeah. bug lives in the woods big bug <laughs> yeah 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 um i i want to, we we mentioned this while we were watching it but like i i appreciate that they sometimes it's just a guy in a makeup like or in a mask or something yeah. and like they didn't and like you can tell like obviously a lot of it is cgi like okay because, you like, can't do to, a practical but... dragon like yeah. you just can't yeah, yeah, yeah. you just can't do a practical dragon they, and yeah. the dragon looks fine it looks fine yeah i i appreciate though but that, like, like the striga looks fucking dope because it's like a fucking crazy makeup job with oh, like yeah. some cgi like yeah you can touch it up you can you can shape things up you can make it look a little bit nicer fucking cool it is it's it's really really cool and i i and they shot really well and like porcupine guy looks so good is that that's a makeup job really even the Mm -hmm. spikes yeah the spiky wow that he's a makeup guy really um and uh i think um have you seen either of the hellboy movies no Uh, he said forgetting that they made a third one like two years ago with a different guy uh the second one is really good Mm -hmm. uh that's the one that i'm like you should watch this the first one is fine they're based off comics Um, they're based off comics i have a few if you're ever Mm -hmm. curious i think the art in them is beautiful Mm -hmm. um but those movies, they do have CGI guys in them as well. But, like, Hellboy is a guy in makeup. And they yeah. put a bunch of red makeup on a guy. Mm-hmm. And he looks pretty cool. <laughs> Abe Sapien the Fish Man. They put fish makeup on a guy. Yeah. And he looks great. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's no time where that's not going to look fucking cool. Yeah. Pan's Labyrinth that we watched not that long ago. Mm-hmm. The Fawn guy. The Eyeball guy. Those are real guys. And yeah. they just put a bunch of makeup on a guy. And three of those guys are the same guy. You know, <laughs> just wearing a, different kinds of makeup. Right. Um, and it looks fucking cool. And, you know, see, I mean, CGI is its own art form. There's things you can do with it that, like, you could never do practically. Like, the shit that it's done for space movies is, like, unbelievable. That, like, we can just have, like, shit that looks like Guardians of the Galaxy when they go out into space. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. And that all looks cool. But notably, Drax and Gamora, they just put some makeup on some folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they look good. 
Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, and it, it looks good. It looks good. I just, I don't like when it's all CGI. Like, they use CGI for Rocket Raccoon and Group because it's like, there's no way to do that. Like, yeah, you, you can't, have to. Yeah, you can't without doing, like, Labyrinth and having, like, right, a little puppet yeah. dog, which mm. would, like, be a very different <laughs> look from what we're doing here. Yeah. I don't get think that Jim, would work Get the Jim well. Henson guys in. That would that be a very one. different, I mean, I would love if one of these Marvel movies, like, brought in, like, a Muppet. Just, like, a Muppet-ass Muppet. I yeah. don't think that's going to happen. Um, and there's a there's a good balance that can be struck between mm-hmm. good practical and good use of CGI, um, but you should try and strike that balance mm-hmm. whenever possible. Right. Uh, I think sometimes we maybe fetishize physical uh, effects a little too much because um, mm-hmm. it's not as if there aren't times where physical effects look like fucking garbage like it's not oh, yeah. like that's yeah, like yeah. the ed wood giant octopus or whatever like, <laughs> let's not pretend it's like all great um but there's that char- there's that quote that you always use mm-hmm. in relation to uh cgi animation which the which? looks real but feels oh, fake yeah the it the more trying to practical effects look fake but feel real yeah and digital effects look real but But feel feel fake fake. yeah yeah and yeah exactly because there's and 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 you're right like a lot of practical effects don't look very a lot a lot of them don't look very good because you know either they they didn't do it right or they didn't have the time or they didn't have the budget or they didn't get like a really really good professional to do it and so like sometimes yeah the practical fakes the practical effects don't um don't always look great and and again like cgi can like help you do a lot of things that you just can't accomplish with with practical effects it not not like truly but like it's just the reason that it looks it, it looks real but feels fake is because they're with practical effects i say this all the time and i'm gonna say it again um but with practical effects there's just one filter there's just one filter you know that what you're seeing on screen is there you know it's there you just have to convince me that it's real i have to be convinced that kermit is real and not i know he's there i know he's occupying the same space but is he real is he alive can he is he the one actually talking you just have to convince me that he is real but with cgi now there's two filters you know it's not real and you know it's not there it is not there it is not in front of the camera it does not exist in the physical space that the actors are there and it's not real so now there's two filters now you have to convince me that it is there that it that roger rabbit is not only real but also there now there's Mm -hmm. two filters um and again you have to Rocket Raccoon is a better example than Roger Rabbit. Because Roger Rabbit is just a drawing. They, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but... Roger Rabbit has, because they're doing 2D animation mm-hmm. in the 3D space, has that inherent artificiality. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're not worried about it looking quote-unquote real yeah, in the but, same way yeah. you are with Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, because that's yeah that's a good point. Because the idea is that Roger Rabbit doesn't look real. Is that he looks He's like a cartoon. A cartoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, you have to convince me that Rocket Raccoon is actually there, that he is there with uh star lord and gamora and drax and Groot, and you have to convince me that he's real that he's alive that he's talking um and it's just it's just another filter and it's a little harder and that is why practical effects look fake but feel real and a lot of cgi effects look real but feel fake yes because we know it's not there yeah but it's good stuff yeah mm-hmm. anyway 
Uh, I can't remember if I had anything else to say about relation of uh, books uh, to movies. But anyway, the the mm-hmm. Andrzej Sapkowski. Uh, I'm gonna assume I'm saying that right. I have no proof uh, <laughs> to the matter. Uh, but the writer of the books, it's just like, it's just really readable shit. Mm-hmm. They have really good descriptions. The, the world feels like filled out, but not in a way that I feel like I'm being dumped lore. It's like, mm-hmm. this world feels like lived in, in a great way. Yeah, is that like, yeah. th- there's conflicting information within the world, not because the writing is lazy, but because within this world, there's a misunderstanding of what witchers do, mm-hmm. right? They like yeah. let this lie spread that they don't feel emotions, but like, they obviously feel emotions. I'm watching Geralt. Yeah. He feels emotions. Yeah. But they Anger let that lie yeah. spread and the people start to believe it. Uh-huh. They start to believe that this, like, this other being, mm-hmm. they start to believe these lies about this other that exists mm-hmm. within their society in a way that societies do. Yeah. Um, and that's just, like, a great, like, lived-in quality that, that the books have, that it right. feels like a universe that I'm in but it doesn't feel like a universe I'm in because they upturned a Wikipedia entry onto the page that I have to be like, okay, I'm not getting any of this. It's much better to like, instead of telling me about the kingdom of Sintra, have Geralt go there and go to a dinner party where a porcupine man shows up. And I feel like I'd much better understand Queen Mm -hmm. Calanthe from that experience than I would if you just told me about her. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a different approach to that where, like, the first Lord of the Rings movie, I think it was wise for them to just open with Kate Blanchett telling us the story. Yeah. And she's like, here's a bunch of rings, this guy, that guy, he died, but the ring, it's still here. <laughs> and all these other guys got rings, too. Mm-hmm. There you go. Isildur? Remember it? Okay. Got it? Okay. Great. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to unfold it in a very visually interesting way so that when we call that back with Hugo Weaving later... I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that guy from the beginning of the movie. I remember yeah. him. Yeah. Isildur. Isildur. Um, yeah, a- absolutely. I-, I feel like, and I haven't read the books, but this is what I really, really like about The Witcher. And because I, ke- I was wondering for like a long time since we watched it the first time, I was like, why do I like The Witcher? But I don't feel drawn at all to Game of Thrones, like not at all. And I, I don't feel drawn a lot to a lot of like mo- to like television show fantasies. Um, I really, really, I, I, again, I, I read a lot of fantasy. I used to read even more fantasy, but um, I'm like, I don't know why. I'm like, why do I like this? But like, I'm not interested at all in Game of Thrones, like not even the slightest. And I think this is why I think it's because The Witcher is a really, really good show, but it doesn't feel like it takes itself too seriously it's just like here's a couple stories about a witch a guy who's a witcher in this kingdom and that's it that's the story and it's like and you know sometimes there's some battles and uh sometimes there's some you know wizard fights or mage fights and it's just like this kind of simple idea it's like we're just Mm -hmm. i don't know you're just gonna follow this witcher around and like it doesn't feel it feels more it's like we're just gonna tell some good stories and it doesn't feel like it's gonna take itself too seriously but like every other fantasy show has to be about like so serious like they're trying to get the throne and they're gonna like take over and it's Mm -hmm. like i just feel like it's just too serious i'm like can't i just like follow like a fisherman around for like just a one episode like can't we do something smaller yeah i think there's a good uh, way that the show has uh, speaking specifically of the show but mm-hmm. like the way that the show has of like unfolding this for you mm-hmm. that like from the beginning it's very clear of like the tone 
we yeah. have here. And like the you know, Geralt sits down and a wizard is going to give him a quest, but he's like, "Where's the rhyme? All all yeah. prophecies are supposed to rhyme, dude. Yeah. Like, where's that at?" Yeah. And he's like, "Wizards make very serious faces and say nothing. Yeah. Like, speak normal. What the fuck are you trying to tell yeah. me?" Yeah. <laughs> and it and it has that without being like you know like fart it, you know like doing that it right, has like a yeah. great balance of yeah. like uh, it has like these human stories at the center of it and it's like very relatable is that like i don't really know what it's like to be a king don't feel like i'll ever get that experience mm-hmm. but like i get what it's like to be a guy who's working for a living and having yeah. to deal with like bad clients and like uh, i understand what that experience is like yeah um and i don't understand it specifically in the context of killing monsters but like i understand it in the context of life and making money yeah and so this is relatable to me yeah absolutely um they they found the human element at the core of this Mm -hmm. um in the same way that like when we meet the hobbits i'm like yeah it seems pretty okay you know you seem like you got a nice life here oh damn somebody's gonna like burn this place down shit Time to save it. Time to go on a quest and save it. Time to save it. And mm-hmm. at the end, where it's like, we saved the world, and none of these people really seem to care. Mm. Uh, they don't seem to notice or care that we did anything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's very that's the human story at the center of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that they find they. How do you they, pick up the threads of an old life? Relatable characters mm. at the middle of this story. Relatable human. Mm-hmm. I know that not all these people are human. Witchers aren't technically human, you know, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, these these human stories and elements and themes at the center of larger fantasy universes. Mm-hmm. And that is what keeps us dialed in. Yeah. Um, and doesn't make it off-putting. Whereas, like, uh, the first season of Game of Thrones is really off-putting. It's not, like, a very interesting show. Uh-huh. Uh, there's some okay parts. Like, there's some interesting things that happen. But, like, it's not until seasons two three four where i'm like ah the human element ah Mm -hmm. yes we are telling a story that i understand not just about like lineage and secret bastard children i'm like i don't really care about this yeah i i think that send a couple guys on a quest yeah (laughs) send someone on a quest already send someone on a fucking quest um yeah i i agree because it's like yeah we we don't have dragons and stuff in our world and we don't and and so so like we can't relate to everything in The Witcher, but it's like, but it's like, yeah, we relate to like, I don't know, you gotta work, you gotta pay your way. Like, maybe we we don't, maybe perhaps we are not very familiar with feeling prejudice, but we are certainly familiar with the concept. So yeah. like, we're like, okay, like we we get this. We can at least kind of relate to Geralt. And like again, I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I'm not gonna watch. It's too long. I have. I would maybe put on like seasons two, three, four, and then mm-hmm. I would say like, all right, we're done. We're yeah. Call it off here. Yeah, but I'm but but just like you said, I'm like I I don't know if I feel like I can relate to any one of these people. <laughs> um, just because it's like yeah, secret bastard children trying to get the throne, and then like there's that one lady who has blonde hair and is all about the dragons or something, mm-hmm. and I'm like dragons, and I'm like I don't know, I don't really feel like I can relate to any of these people uh anything else from your notes before we uh wrap up here anything that Um, you feel like you've missed let's see i i just i just want to also say that like this is not the first time i've seen henry cavill in the witcher but it is the first time where i was like oh he's like a really good actor he's he struggled for a little bit uh (laughs) to find like uh because he he uh, is, of course, Superman yep. in a series of terrible films. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time it's all said and done, he will have been in at least four 
very bad movies <laughs> where he plays Superman, because I'm again counting the Justice League as two, because uh-huh, yeah. doing it twice. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was in The Man from Uncle. Yeah, I, I remember the Guy Ritchie movie with yeah. Army Hammer. I hear that one's actually pretty good. I haven't seen that. But I haven't but seen I, it. I hear it's okay. Um, and he was kind of this guy. He was around, and I was like, he's very handsome. In interviews, he's very charming, but in the Superman movies, he's a fucking mossy plank of wood, and I don't understand yeah. what the problem is here. And the actual problem is that Zack Snyder does not let actors give good performances in movies. Um, it's the exception rather than the rule, <laughs> uh, because it's like, oh, well, Jeremy Irons, I don't know if he can give a bad performance. Like, I don't know. It's just like his voice. What's going on out there, Alfred? Was, how oh, to describe it? Yeah, yeah like he, that's the one. Jeremy's like, fucking great. Funny line uh, in the entire. Jeremy's thing. great. We love Scar. We love, love Scar. Uh, Simon Gruber from Die Hard Three. He's uh, in Dungeons and Dragons as Profion. Love him. He's good. Uh, I love that British character actors will just fucking do whatever, anything, yeah. and that I respect that about that more than anything. That Christopher Lee mm. just made so much trash, but he was like the best part of the trash that he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Jeremy is uh, also incredible on the Watchmen TV show. Oh, uh, that's right. I he's forgot. Very that. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we love Jeremy, and like so, the actors that give good performances in the Snyder movies are like Ving Rhames, where I'm like, yeah, Ving's pretty good and everything. He's a pretty steady hand. Yeah. Uh, he'll give you a good performance in John of the Dead. Don't you worry. Um, uh, Ty Burrell is also in uh, mm-hmm. John of the Dead. Phil Dunphy from the Modern yes, Family. Yeah, he's funny. I really like uh, he's that. Very, yeah. He's like the asshole in that movie. He's the guy that you want to get eaten by the Zombos. Um, that's interesting. He's anyway, very good in Muppets Most Wanted. He's pretty good. He's very funny. He's pretty good on Modern Family. That's not oh, like yeah. my favorite show, but I'm like, I'm not mad to yeah. watch a little Modern Family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what the fuck? Henry Cavill. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, he's no, very he good act. on this. He's also really good in Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. As, like, the anti-Tom Cruise. <laughs> the only... Like, they cast the him in that movie Tom as, like, Cruise. this is Tom Cruise 2, and he turns out to be bad Tom Cruise. And we need... He he, he goes toe-to-toe with Tom Cruise. And say what you will. Mm-hmm. Tom is very good at what he does. The movies aren't always great, but Tom is very yeah, good at what he does. And, and the Mission Impossible are sort of like the the epitome of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they needed someone who could go toe-to-toe with him, and it helps that he's like a full foot taller. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's also like really charismatic and an excellent action star. And I'm yeah. glad he found... He finally found a vehicle to use his talents mm-hmm. and his natural charisma and his being a big hunk and they use mm-hmm. that as like the show. So I'm glad Henry is like finally get- the whole cast is good. Yeah. There's oh, never sure. uh yeah, yeah. you know, I could go either way on Siri, but I'm like, she's young, she hasn't really gotten a lot of like material to play with here. Yeah, she hasn't. Uh, maybe she'll yeah. age into it, uh, or there will be a time skip and we'll get a different uh person. Mm-hmm. Uh but also kids grow up pretty fast, see yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but uh, Henry's great. Um, the actor I never know her name, but the actor who plays Jennifer is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all good. Mousak. Mouskowitz. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Five of Mouskowitz. Yeah. I. I, I this time around remembered that his name was Mousak. Uh, second time watching the season because the first time I was like Mouskowitz. I think is it. But but yeah. So that that was my. 
closing thought. Anyway, uh, great. Uh, watch The Witcher, season one on uh, Netflix. Season mm-hmm. two, in theory, coming sometime this year. Hopefully. Um, it, it has been over a year, uh, but I'm glad we rewatched it mm-hmm. for uh, the podcast because mm-hmm. I was I, I wanted to, to re-inject it into it my It was bait. really good, yeah. They're also doing like an animated Witcher movie uh, this year on Netflix. Really? Yeah, I think it's like a prequel or something like that. Mm, okay. uh, but I'm like, whatever, I'll watch that. Sure. Yeah. Will it be good? Who the hell knows? Yeah. Uh, they're also doing a prequel series about like an earlier series of Witchers. Okay. Um, they've already written the first season of that. Interesting. That's so that wow, a lot of we'll have a lot of Witcher material. Yeah, not mad. Mm-hmm. Not mad about it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this has been uh, talking with Tina, uh, Volume Three. Uh, volume Four will be on some subject and will come out at some time uh, in the future. But until then, bye bye. Bye-bye.